And are recording with Miss Sasha. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Latipova, hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Yes. Today is Thursday, November 17th, 2022, episode 991. Miss Latipova, please introduce yourself. Um, so, hi, thank you for inviting me. Um, I am an independent researcher. I'm retired from the industry, but I used to work in the pharmaceutical research and development. And I spent over 25 years in that industry and I worked in various roles. Um, and more uh, more recently, I ran several um, uh, clinical research organizations that worked as contractors for pharma companies on various clinical trials. And so I worked for a large number of pharma um, companies, uh, sponsors of trials, and uh, also specifically for Pfizer and uh, Johnson & Johnson and other large companies. Um, so that's that's my background. You were recommended to me by both Dr. McCullough and Dr. Fareed on back-to-back -back mm -hmm. days and i figured if they said it then i needed to have you guys on because they, they 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 never mince words um <laughs> for just so i don't butcher it because you are the expert in this could you please explain to my listeners exactly what the <clears throat> the hot lot hypothesis is mm -hmm. well um so i mean it it goes by the name of hot lots it's it's not quite like that you would you would imagine it just describes a huge problem that um, I ad identified a number of my colleagues also uh, noticed uh, it, the problem is that these uh, so-called vaccines um, mRNA injections are not produced to what is called good man good manufacturing practices good manufacturing practices is a set of laws in the United States that govern um, pretty much all quality aspects of how uh, mass-produced uh, food, drug, and beverages are supposed to be made, um, and it's 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 extremely large. Um, as I said, very extensive. It includes um, validation of every manufacturing step, quality controls, uh, inspections of the factories, um, systems to detect uh, abnormalities in the manufacturing, and uh, you know corrective preventive actions. Uh, also FDA inspections of the facilities and FDA enforcement of these laws. So all of this together. Uh, and what we've noticed right away about these uh, products, these injections in uh, VAERS database, uh, which is the CDC vaccine uh, adverse event reporting system, uh, we noticed that uh, the adverse events, uh, while you know, right away every, everyone on our side noticed that the volume of adverse events was just staggering and deaths, and it was extremely uh, heartbreaking and still is that we have uh, 1.4 million injuries reported to VAERS, but it's, it's much larger. Uh, actually, we, we estimate uh, around 16 million serious injuries in the United States based on vSAFE database, another database that was released and uh, applied to the population of vaccinated. But in any case, we, we noticed that lot to lot, uh, batch to batch, um, these injections did not look the same. They, they're supposed to look the same. So the product is either safe and it would be universally safe, in which case you would see a straight line if you like 
plotted all these lots, you would see a straight line across the bottom of the graph as close to zero as possible. And that's what we would call a safe product. Um, well manufactured because every lot looks about the same as every other lot. And then, um, you know, it could be more dangerous in which case, again, it's a straight line, but it's, um, you know, above zero at some level. And there's, you know, different products have different risk benefit profile, but the point is all it's always a straight line. Every lot should be about the same. And in these cases, no, they're not. There are thousands of times differences between some lots. You know, some lots have just a handful of reports associated with them and uh some other ones have thousands and they have hundreds of deaths uh death reports as well and so that was extremely concerning and uh it wasn't possible to explain by normal variations such as age of the vaccine recipients or uh you know like uh, maybe there's you know some people were saying well maybe there's temperature excursions and the, the product is not stored at uh, frozen temperature as it was supposed to be. But we also know from regulatory documents that, in fact, for up to three to four months, you can keep it outside of the refrigerator and it doesn't do anything detrimental. So you couldn't, especially in the early days of the vaccine um, administration and uh, release, um, they did not sit on the shelves that long. They were used up all these lots. So um, that wasn't an answer either. So we couldn't explain it by any normal factor and that's what we call hot lots now we also know that the variability exists within the lot it's, itself as well so there's vial to vial huge variations you know some vials and again this is because now we know more about the manufacturing process so some vials end up being almost blanks um, they may contain some a lot of a lot of these products also have huge contaminations we don't really know where they're coming from so, but the, the point is they could contain very little mRNA, which we think is extremely toxic component of it, uh, and could contain, could be over diluted, could be saline, could be dirty water, could be empty lipid nanoparticles. So all sorts of things are possible. And then some other ones will have overfilled with mRNA and somebody might get huge amount of it and they also can individually process it in a different way and that's how we know that there are many reports of deaths within even hours but also a lot of deaths within first week after injection most most deaths, deaths occurred within first week of the injection some people within hours of the injection or even minutes and uh, some other ones saying you know i'm fine my friends are fine you guys are conspiracies and you know, this is just nonsense. So that's what we call hot lot, but it's actually hot vial. It's some kind of a version of a very grim Russian roulette that everyone is playing with these products, including manufacturers and uh, the people who are still accepting these shots. The normal, I guess the normal fear <clears throat> would be akin to something like, um, like fentanyl laced street drugs, right? You don't know. It's, it's, it's probably never good to abuse drugs, but I mean, at least if you were to abuse a prescription drug, you should theoretically, and I'm not condoning this, but you should at least theoretically understand what dosage you're having. You could look up the LD50, you could understand your own tolerance, right? And you mm -hmm. could, that's probably how you have, you know, some rock stars that are able to abuse drugs for decades and decades because they're getting high quality stuff and <laughs> they could do it. I think it was Keith Richards said that like, don't try to get high, try to get buzzed. Like he's been mm -hmm. doing it for like 50 years. Like he's got it down 
and I'm not saying you should do it, but he's got <laughs> it down to a, a to a science. The mm-hmm. problem is when you go and get a tab of acid or a bag of cocaine, you get it off the streets and you don't know where that's coming from. You don't know if that's coming from a cartel. Well, it's probably coming from a cartel, but you don't know if that's been cut with drywall. You don't know if that's been cut with fentanyl. Mm -hmm. You don't know if somebody is trying to kill you specifically with that. And because the fentanyl is so hyper toxic and lethal, you don't know what you're getting. And that, you know, that then comes down to the whole drug legalization argument. And so it should be, you know, you should be able to see what you're getting. It should be standardized. This, this is kind of, this is odd because you normally at least know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think this is just because there's, I have to like stop myself from going full on conspiracy on it because I do that so naturally anyway. <laughs> so the Occam's razor in me, the most probable and least uh, malicious explanation would be it's not that they're putting out hot lots to try to it's more so it's this is just another manifestation of legal immunity so why i mean if you're a corporation and you're trying to get the biggest bottom line possible what and if i'm if i'm immune from all legal repercussions yeah i'm throwing out the good manufacturing practice what what do i care i can't get sued do you think it's that do you think it's that it's a new technology and it hasn't been perfected or is it something more malicious? Well, you know, as professional in me, I try to to give them benefit of doubt and say, mm-hmm. well, you know, they're just they don't know they they're trying they're trying to crank out huge volumes of this, and you know, they're different, you know, these uncontrolled processes, not very well understood manufacturing processes at, at scale. But at this point, I have to kind of go in a darker place because the you know the the uh, hypothesis about incompetence is becoming very thin uh, given the time and given the extent of injuries and deaths that we're seeing and also the deep denial from all all areas uh, of the of the injuries you know the the vaccine injured people uh, there's you know thousands and thousands of them. As I said, there, there's really if you look at the VSAFE data that was released, um, about 8.8 percent of the response. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly—it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. ...in that database uh, were seriously injured so that they needed to be, uh, you know, to go to the hospital or ER room. And if you apply this to the entire population of vaccinated people in the U.S., you end up with about 16 million of those visits. That's the serious ones. You know, we're not talking about just my, you know, I had a headache and it went away. Um, you know, this is serious stuff. And we know that the injuries are horrific. The myocarditis, especially in the young people, is is horrible and in children. And that's a lifelong injury and it shortens the lifespan uh, of the person. And it causes all sorts of cardiac issues down the line. And it's forever. The injury is forever. 
the the uh, miscarriages are staggering. The the stillbirths, which is, you know, it's it's also pregnancy is lost except the baby was more, you know, fully developed. It's after twenty weeks. That's probably even more heartbreaking. But every loss of pregnancy is heartbreaking. Um, they're they're staggering. The the rates are just uh, through the roof everywhere. And yet we see denial from every corner of the so-called professionals, including CDC, FDA. They gaslight the patients. They don't let doctors treat vaccine injured. They don't even, uh, you know, they prohibit them uh, from discussing vaccine injury. There are no ICD codes for vaccine injury. If you as a, as a doctor even bring it up, you will get, you know, severely reprimanded and then punished. And if you continue, they will fire you very quickly. How is this? How is this just incompetence? I, you know, I I fail to see this as incompetence. Um, and also the fact that FDA is not enforcing anything about the manufacturing. So um, they did not do any in-person inspections in 2020. They did some in 2021, although uh, they only went to um, subcontractors of Pfizer and Moderna. But those are important ones. For example. They inspected the factory of Cataland, which is a manufacturer in Indiana, who's the uh, Phil Finish uh, supplier for uh, Moderna. Phil Finish meaning that they are the final step before the product gets shipped. And uh, FDA wrote an extensive form, uh, 483, noting severe, severe violations and discussing huge problems with contaminants in the vials, with batch variability, with no records, with no investigations with inappropriate processes. It goes on and on and on. And, and in normal times, this factory would have been shut down really quickly and uh, until they could have resolved the issue, but nothing was done. There was no even, so there, here's this big form describing how everything fails at this step. And we have huge numbers of contaminations that we can't explain. And the production continues. They, they did not even slow down for this. So they're crank. They continue cranking out millions of these vials with God knows what in them, um, and so that's again. How is this incompetence? It's not incompetence. They're not incompetent. They they know that there is an issue. They've detected it. They've written it up, and they do nothing. Um, so that's what that's what brings me to the point that this is intentional. This should be con considered intentional after so much time has passed. And that, <clears throat> that tends to be where my mind goes, just in general, kind of across the board. I always remind people that, that there's some theorem that says don't attribute to malice that can be attributed to incompetence. And man, I really don't think that theorem applies to about, I think that theorem applies inversely to the authority that someone has. So mm -hmm. if, you know, if the city bus is late or if somebody doesn't bag your groceries correctly, that was probably incompetence or they're not whatever. Someone's mm -hmm. probably not trying to make it so that your vegetables fall out of your grocery bag. There's really no conspiracy there. Mm -hmm. It's probably some teenager who's hungover and it doesn't give a shit about their job. When it gets to like the presidency or when it gets to Wall Street, and people look at, you know, whether it's Biden or Trump or whoever, and they always shake their fist and go, this guy is so stupid. They're not stupid. 
You don't get to the White House by being stupid. Mm -hmm. You don't have access to the nuclear codes by being stupid. You don't lead up Goldman Sachs or or JP Morgan by being stupid. You don't the military Eisenhower didn't get out and warned about the military industrial complex because they were a bunch of idiots. You didn't mm -hmm. you don't do that. Lee Harvey Oswald didn't accidentally shoot JFK. As you get higher and higher up, it is no longer incompetence. It completely flips and it's malice. If anything, they are wildly competent. I mean, they're demons, but they're competent. So mm -hmm. to then walk that theorem out that it's not incompetence, that it's malice, we then have to, and you know, a, a lot of people kind of back away from this. I mean, I've done it on this podcast where I've brought it up and I'm, I said, well, if it is malice, then what is the goal? And I'll, people kind of like to stop short of there. If you have mm -hmm. on a researcher that talks about how, uh, audio analysis of Dealey Plaza, November 22nd, 1963, says there's multiple shooters. If you then go one step further and go, so who were the other shooters? They kind of freeze up. They don't want to be that guy. They don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. They don't want to, they'll walk, they'll bring you the evidence. They'll walk you right up to the edge of the cliff. And then you go, so what's over the cliff? And they go, well, I don't want to, I don't want to answer that. And it's like, what is this weird no one wants to go further. So like, that's what I have to ask is, so what is this then? Mm -hmm. If it is malice, what, and it's for fear of being pigeonholed as a conspiracy theorist, right? The biggest one is, is this some sort of engineered depopulation? Eugenics isn't a new idea. I don't know why that's considered mm -hmm. such a taboo topic. I mean, it's evil. It's not new. Is it just maybe it's not as blatant as eugenics and depopulation? Maybe it's uh, maybe it's directed evolution. Maybe it is as simple as uh, compliance. You want a, a vaccine ID. I mean, identification is that's I mean, what's the truth? Valuable papers. That's how you set up a tyranny is control mm -hmm. the movement of people. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you just you are shifting the Overton window for compliance to where you have to you're just training someone pa like in a Pavlovian manner to always you have to have a new shot in order to participate in everyday life. And the shots could be saline, but you are you're conditioning people to understand that there is a government given right for you to participate in something as simple as going to a movie theater. None, none of these are are like that crazy to think about. But for some reason, if you bring it up, people clam up and they don't want to mm -hmm. walk you right up to the edge and go i think it's i think this is intentional and it's malicious and you mm -hmm. go well well then what is the reasoning behind it well i don't want to you know i don't want to <laughs> why did they kill jfk because they wanted to invade vietnam and get a trillion dollars for the defense it's not just walk it out you just, mm -hmm. who cares just say it what does it matter so yeah. And I know at this point, you're probably second guessing why you came on this podcast as you slowly realize I'm insane. But like, so, so, so what? what is it? Is it just who knows? Is this just Mengele 2.0? Are they just is it a bunch of demons just having fun experimenting on a population? These, these all have historical precedents. These aren't yeah. new ideas. They're just I don't know. What do you think? Well, you know, I I. I do think that this is eugenics, uh, and I do think that this is a form of fascism. 
um, because, well, a form, I mean, it is fascism, uh, because this whole program is uh, driven by the Department of Defense and U.S. government, who fused with uh, hundreds of pharmaceutical companies. Uh, and in fact, they're, they're bragging about it. I have PowerPoints from BARDA, BARDA presentations. They were they are actually doing currently what's they, what they call Industry Day. It's a set of webinars. And I got some PowerPoints from there uh, that, that they're just openly bragging. And the, the people who are making presentations, they're probably just incompetent. Uh, and they probably don't understand what they're doing. Um, but the the whole production is basically uh, the the Department of Defense through Barda and other uh, other means and other leadership. Uh, they basically took over, you know, very large portion of U.S. pharmaceutical or global pharmaceutical industry by amount of money that they bragged that they gave them for these programs, gave these companies for these programs. It's uh, forty eight billion dollars. And the entire R&D spend of U.S. pharma companies um, in 2021 was uh, $107 billion, which they spent both in the U.S. and abroad on, on research and development. So half of their budget came from the government. And if you have a buyer, if you if you run a business and you have a buyer who is half, half of your entire budget, well, what do you think? Do they control you? you bet right yeah and uh and also it's not just the r&d so the r&d budget is huge but then of course the buyer is also the government the centers for medicare and medicaid that they buy you know huge numbers of drugs and they pay for large percentage of uh, pharmaceutical you know revenues so so the so the government both funds the r&d through the military programs and largely and then buys the resulting product and now it's just you know what what's left of the actual private sector pretty much nothing uh so they've destroyed the the private industry they took over they fused and, and fusion of government with uh private sector especially the one you know healthcare uh that's fascism and uh, that's the definition of fascism it's not the you know it's not some sort of a uh, you know, racist individuals right running around with some slogans. No, that's not fascism. That this is what fascism is: is when the government owns these very significant corporations, directs them to do their bidding, to do whatever they want. And in this case, they suspended basically as for the for all the COVID so-called countermeasures. Uh, they suspended all uh, requirements, such as I you know previously was talking about good manufacturing practices or clinical trial requirements, uh, the the ethical standards, the, the informed consent, all of that just got eliminated because they the way they contracted, the, the military contracted with these companies is through other transactions authority. Other transactions authority allows the U.S. government to contract with private sector and suspend all rules and requirements for themselves uh, for, and for these private, supposedly private manufacturers, although now, they're, of course, they're government controlled. Um, and, uh, and so that's, that's how they, that's how they did it. So the eugenics part of it is, you know, front and center. That's what fascism is known for. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, whether they are doing, whether they have a specific goal in mind, how many people they need to kill, I don't know. Uh, they may be just doing it as part of just establishing the territorial control, like you said, you know, the, to, to, 
make sure that they control people this way through these certificates and requirements and move, you know, control the movement, control buying. But ultimately, I think it boils down to money, but not in the sense that like everybody thinks that this is all pharma just making billions of dollars. That's not it. What what it is, it's about collapse of the dollar. Um, mm -hmm. as you know, the the um or or generally collapse of the global currencies, but the dollar is being def you know the the default. Um and and so th this is a collapse. They ran they ran themselves into the ground by uh, printing money, by by stealing money, by printing, by stealing, by uh, misplacing, misappropriating, sending trillions of dollars into some sort of a black hole uh, that nobody knows where it is. And um, then and now they are they cannot raise interest rates. It's not possible. Uh, you know all this like sort of fiscal conservatism that politicians are talking about and congress it's ridiculous it's a joke the, the, you, you can't do anything about like you cannot do normal economic measures to get yourself out of this and they know it too so that's just theater again and, and fundraising uh but the, the the thing is we're at the precipice where or maybe already beyond it and um, they need to crash the global economy. Nobody has any intention of paying any debts, um, any like government debts, no countries, no, no intention and no means really. And so at the moment they're figuring out how to take it all down, replace it with some sort of digital currency uh, and, that and that will be the ultimate control. So this is all like related to each other. It's related to, to these uh very poisonous shots that they want people to take um and then control people this way eliminate a bunch of people uh kill a bunch of people because especially the elderly and frail because they're a liability um and they're expensive uh as far as the healthcare and retirements and then um yeah bring about the global collapse so nobody has any means to fight um and bring this new digital nonsense currency that they want and which uh, you know the money is already digital is the the digital currency is removal removal of your rights to your money yeah and yeah. that's what they're that's what they're trying to accomplish with all of this yeah it's <clears throat> it's and there's kind of only like two possible outcomes it's either this is all coordinated or it's not and I don't know which one's scarier because if it's not, it just means that, I mean, it's either incompetence or malice. If it's incompetence, then we're done for because no one's at the steering wheel. This mm -hmm. thing is just, it's a plane on fire, missing a wing and the pilots are dead or it's being intentionally driven into a mountain. They're both bad. Not to, you know, completely black pill everybody listening, but like it is, it is all none of these ideas are new you know it, it'd be one thing if i was saying that this is a that we're on a flat earth and this was being done by aliens okay yeah i get where you then write me off this is all these have all been attempted in the last two centuries these ideas mm -hmm. the very thing that people are screaming against you know antifa bash the fash this is fascism. Yes. This is, you cannot you when you when you put money aside for a rainy day, 
in case something happens in your life and you don't want to touch it because it's your rainy day fund, but you get a flat tire, somebody breaks into your apartment and you also have to go to the ER because you have whatever you broke a bone. That is the rainy day. That's when you tap into the fund. I don't know what people think fascism will look like. I think they think that it will somehow be black and white and it will be a bunch of guys in German brown shirts. Like, oh, yeah, a little mustache and little mu- it, they think it's, yeah. yeah, they're <laughs> looking for something that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It will be it, it will be what it looks like today. It'll be the Department of Homeland Security with back end portals through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit and YouTube. The marriage of government and private corporations. Mm-hmm. It will be the government using private pharmaceutical corporations to roll out a mandate that is the marriage of government and i don't know what you think fascism we have some weird idea that yeah it's going to be 1933 hitler with high pants and lederhosen like no it's what it looks like today this is what it looks like i don't know what else you think it looks like it's like when you look back at earlier times in your life and you go, oh, those were the good old days. Someone much older than you will tell you, no, you're in the good old days now. I'm 32 right now. I look back to when I was 22 and I go, oh, the good old days. No, when I'm 60, I will look back to now and go, those were the good old. This is what it is. It's not what you think it's going to be. It is what it is. A collapse of the U.S. dollar, of the petrodollar. It is, it is, I mean, 1984, we've always been at war with Eurasia. It's, you look at every article between 2014 and 2021, and it says Ukraine has a Nazi problem. Mm-hmm. February 2022 going forward, it's fight and save democracy. Like, this is 1984. And the same thing with uh, uh, CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. This is the erasure of the dollar. And again, if the vaccine mandates don't do it, if your iPhone doesn't do it with all the Snowden leaks and, and Echelon and X key score and solar or stellar winds and all the NSA programs to track everything you did, if those weren't enough to guide your movements, if it's not the U.S. government impl- impl- implementation for all cars post-2025 to have a kill switch on them, if it's not them looking through the webcam on your computer, if it's none of these then it's going to be the central bank digital currency. But if you bring this up, what happens? You get banned from YouTube and Twitter like I have been. Mm -hmm. Huh. What would a fledgling fascist government do? I would imagine they would probably find the handful of people who are saying it and you'd squash them as conspiracy theorists. So like, yeah, I don't think they're incompetent. (laughs) I think they're malicious. I... I don't know. So mm-hmm. is there anything to do or it's just find peace with your respective God? What is there? And I know we're kind of delving into the philosophical now, but what is there to do? Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> far older than you are, but I honestly, I, and I come from the communist regime where I grew up, you know, actually still half my life was spent in the, in the Soviet Union and former Soviet Union. And I, uh, you know, I saw that, you know, when I came to the U.S., it was great and it was free. And, you know, I was deluded, obviously. I I realized how much 
um, through this experience. Uh, and I don't, I really don't have a recipe of what to do. I think what people need to do is to um, try to awaken as many as possible, even though I know it's very, very hard. And I personally have not been very successful in, in my circle, but I've been some, you know, some, some successes have occurred. Some people have listened, at least some people have listened after they got injected and injured. Um, and, um, you know, I know that a bunch of people decided to stop taking these, which is, I think is wonderful. And this is where we need to continue. And I, and this is why it is successful when you speak up, it is successful, even if you are, you know, banned on various social media platforms, people underestimate the reach of alternative media today. Um, it is actually quite substantial. Um, and if we continue speaking, I think um, what, when we already have majority of Americans will not take more of these shots. Uh, we already have majority on our side. I think we need to continue speaking to that group and explaining the danger of this uh, digital ID, digital central, you know, central bank currency. That's the next step. That's what they're going to try to do. They're already trying these pilot programs. Um, frankly, one thing, actually, there is incompetence. So while the masterminds, you know, are extremely competent, but there is a lot of incompetence as well, which is um, to our favor. I, and then that became pretty clear to me because, well, part of my work was trying to do uh, digital data processing and how difficult it is. And you can never do it in a fully automated way. You always need to have human control. And uh, what they're trying to implement with this um, central bank digital currency, it probably won't work as far as technically, uh, like what they want it to do. Um, it probably will not work. It will probably have a lot of problems, at least for a while. And that that's an opportunity for us to use and to put up resistance to it at the state and local level. Um, and you know, just wake your neighbors up, explain this, you know, uh, try to meet with local, um, I don't know, local leadership, um, even the, even county leadership, even, you know, the, the, so at the state and local level, there's a lot of power to resist this. Um, and at the individual level, there's a lot of power to resist this, uh, continue using cash as much as possible, continue using checks, mail checks, uh, continue, you know, doing, you know, making sure that they they can't convert everyone because, as I said, they already have digital money. It's the the matter is removing your rights. So they're figuring out how to remove your rights to your own property. Yeah. And a lot of people, maybe they don't, maybe they got scared by this idiotic, scary pandemic story, which was just a bad Hollywood script, really. Um. Uh. But they. You know, people have uh, a little bit more concern when it comes down to money. So when they, um, you know, so, so paradoxically, like they, they don't really care about, about their health that much or their bodies that much or their bodily integrity. And they can be scared with these, you know, idiotic things. But, uh, uh, you know, money usually gets people's attention. So uh, that's the thing that we need to continue speaking, continue explaining how the government is doing this. Why are they doing this? to control you to establish some sort of a chinese system here um that's that's what needs to happen and then to kind of zoom out even more i have and i and i can't tell if this is just like the natural progression of a 
of an inquisitive mind to keep zooming out and trying to look at a bigger and bigger picture, or if this is just a, a defense mechanism my brain of my brain to you know retreat into La La Land because it can't comprehend the evil that's afoot. But regardless, I guess it doesn't matter which one it is. I tend to look at all this and I go, it is. Like, why are we here? And not in the, like the age old, you know, philosophical, I think, therefore I am not because we'll never have that answer. But it does seem kind of weird that like we're alive right now seeing all of this happen. Part of me thinks that like we're here to learn something. Like it almost seems like a, it almost seems like a movie plot. Or like an exam, like a test. Like what do you what do you do when this happens? Like when the forces are so so lopsided, you've got. I mean, where it 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 it's it's understated the power of a fascistic U.S. government. I mean, the U.S. military intertwined with a twenty eight trillion dollar GDP economy. That's, I mean, that's, that's like godlike technology. And I have no delusions of like my ability to fight it and win. But I look at it and I go, I, like you just said, a bad Hollywood script. More and more I'm looking at this and it's so evil and it's so dramatic that I'm, it's, I'm kind of suspending belief in it. And I don't know, is I mean, God or reincarnation or whatever you want to call it. But it seems more and more like it's not an accident. Like, like we're being tested. And I don't know what we are, the soul, the human species. I don't know. But it's so absurd that it almost seems like a, like when they put like uh when they put pilots in like flight simulators it's not always taking off flying and then landing they purposely start to test you and they they start small with like there's a thunderstorm and then it's like uh you lost power in the left engine and then they start to test you on more and more absurd things that will probably never happen but the idea is that if you can handle this absurdity, that will never happen, then you'll probably be able to handle anything that will happen in real life. So they'll knock out four engines, a lightning strike will hit the tail, uh, and then your co-pilot will have a heart attack. And it's like, what do you do? And it's so that you become the best pilot possible. It kind of just seems absurd. Like, it, and, like, does it not? I mean, I, I get like, yeah, wars and invasions and genocide. That all happened. That's the human experience. But this just seems so wild and so over the top. And we have such a, a non-existent fighting chance <laughs> that I can't help but think like, it kind of feels like a, like a test. And I don't know what the test is. Maybe it's you stick to your morals even when you know that there's no chance of survival. It's do you sell out? Do you join the the evil? I, I don't know what it is. 
But that's kind of where my mind and this could just be me fracturing from reality because it's so evil that my mind's just deluding me. Right. Like if your leg gets bitten off by a shark, your body goes into shock. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, have I lost you? Does it sound crazy? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't sound crazy. I, I have those thoughts myself. I I do think it's a test. Um, I mean, clearly it is. And it was test of, um, you know, how many people in your, how many people in your surrounding are alive even, <laughs> you know, so, and it turns out very few. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's what I learned. And that's what most of us learned on our side, right? So um, you you think that, the, you know, that you go through life thinking that, and I think it's um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thought that, that you go, you can go through life without never knowing this because under normal circumstances, you won't see this. And then, and the circumstances became so, as you said, absurd and so um, fake and fraudulent and how many people just blindly went for it, you know, just fell for the whole narrative and never questioned anything. And even um, continue to insist on total nonsense. So um, even with a mountain of facts to the contrary, and and in fact, it's not difficult to find this information. Yes, it's not on CNN, but uh, you can just do a simple search on not not Google and uh, and you can find numerous, you know, there there are hundreds and hundreds of scientific papers even published, even in peer reviewed journals that you can see this information. Uh, and yet people refuse, professionals refuse, they fall for the narrative, they continue doing this. Uh, and I think that's the ultimate test of character, uh, the ultimate test of what you are. Um, are you, you know, are you the real, real God's creation and you stay with the, the truth or are you just, I don't know, just here for the time being and you want comfort and you're driven by fear and uh you know, trying to cling on to something and then eventually that becomes your, you know, it's devastating to see because that's that's what uh, people um, hurt themselves by this, uh, hurt themselves irreversibly and um, hurt their children irreversibly, even cause their children deaths. I, you know, I read the reports on theirs. I, I read children's deaths reports and that's the most devastating thing. And those, and we also know those families, and I have been told numerous times by, by uh, people who write to me and the, these examples of the family went and got their child injected, the child died, clearly related to this, you know, in short, short proximity to this, um, and sometimes the deaths are horrific, and then the family denies completely denies what happens and not only that they take blood money from fema uh, because fema gives people up to ten thousand dollars to call it a covid death and people take it yeah it 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 does it does seem like a test yeah like because anyone can do the right thing when it's easy right anyone can like I can work hard on this pod. I started this podcast almost three years ago. I've done almost a thousand episodes. Like 
it's easy when you get a full night's sleep and when everything goes fine and you're getting views and subscribers. That's easy. It's when it's when you can't land a guest or you're sick or the computer or the camera or the microphone keeps breaking or you get censored or whatever. That's when you, that's kind of when it's like, can you do it? Mm-hmm. Is when it's not working out at all, right? It's yeah. anyone can go to the gym on the first day of the new year. You got your new workout clothes. You got your protein powder, new year's resolution. I'm going to go do it. That's fine. But what about like the middle of July when you're really tired on a Wednesday morning? That's mm-hmm. that's where you see, are you really in it to do it or are you not? Mm-hmm. And th- that's about the best explanation I can really f- come up with for everything that's going on right now is when there is seemingly no chance of survival. What do you do? What do you what do you do when and then but if you really unpack that and look deeper into it, you eventually have to conclude that like there is no survival period. Even if it all went well, even if all the governments stopped being fascist assholes tomorrow, and we unlocked the cure for cancer and faster than light space travel and world peace, you still only have like a couple decades here and then you're done. So whether it's like the best possible utopia or whether it's a technocratic fascist dictatorship, you, you don't make it out. So if you really walk out the, the possible timelines, it all ends in death. And that's not, I don't think that's depressing. I think that's liberating because if yeah. it all ends anyway, it's all over then really the only thing you have is is what you stand for now yeah absolutely it's it's a you know the the unfortunately the bravery is misunderstood or or you know intentions are also misunderstood yeah when i talk about this to not just a little bit of this the the fact that the you know the manufacturing is bad and so forth about these injections with my elderly neighbors they're they're adorable people and um you know uh, i i felt kind of bad that they've they've been sort of deluded by all of this they 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 said well no you cannot be it's not possible because everybody wants to do good job people are people are good and want to do a good job and uh you know meaning that this 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 whole angle of, of malicious intent and unfortunately they're they're on um yes most people want to do a good job and and be a good person when it's convenient the minute it becomes inconvenient majority of people couldn't care less about being a good person uh and they will commit evil uh, as we've seen and that's the test the test and and the gift that we have today is that we know who's who we would never have found this out um and now we know um so I, I i see it as a gift i see it as and you're right i mean i never feared death i you know we all die the life can be short it can be long it doesn't really matter it's you're here for a short period of time anyway and um it's what you make out of it yourself are you are you 
for the truth or you for the evil and um that's you know ultimately what we have to decide for ourselves and proceed accordingly and people can be mistaken can be deluded they can um realize their mistake uh and i, I know i fell for a bunch of lies in the past and i realized my mistake and i stopped you can stop at any time mm -hmm. um so that's what we need to encourage people to do stop falling for the lies stop this stop believing those evil evil psychopaths and um you know work for the good think for the good act for the good amen stop working for the evil psychopaths i think that's i think that's the thesis of this podcast is stop <laughs> stop working for the psychopaths um well with that i know you got to run i know you've got another uh another interview you got to do in a minute so we'll wrap this one up thank you so much for coming on here that was awesome that was, yeah, uh, so that was thank a cool you for inviting me. absolutely and thank you for uh thank you for withstanding my my incoherent ramblings that i tend to go on and uh you 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 weathered that test you <laughs> okay. you, you sat through my insane rant ranting so <laughs> they're not insane <laughs> <laughs> well well that that's for i guess the people that don't think they're insane that's because they're equally insane with me so <laughs> yeah you're, you're in there the <laughs> yeah you're in there with to not be insane in this world is insane yes exactly. right to not think that it's all just beyond incomprehension to look at what's going on right now and being like yeah it's okay that's mm -hmm. that's insane yeah, that's sitting absolutely. in a burning building and being like we're gonna be okay everything's fine <laughs> everything's fine which you know i don't know i kind of i kind of respect that if you can just dip your head so far into the sand and not pay attention that's mm -hmm. i don't know maybe that's an admirable admirable trait maybe i'm the crazy one for trying to figure it out mm -hmm. hell do i know yeah. sasha thank you so much for coming on here i will text you this episode when it's up i'd love to have you on here again and uh thank you so much for your time that was wonderful yeah thank you very much all right thank you so much